This podcast is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. DirecTV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract, so stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid BJ Armstrong. But not as always, I am joined in person with BJ Armstrong. Man, Been a long time, BJ. At an undisclosed location. Yeah. Tate Frazier. Somewhere in California. BJ Armstrong, back at business. Great to see you. Great to see you. It's you know, a lot of Zoom you, calls. Midas, yeah. good to see you. <laughs> and uh, no, I appreciate it, man. And talking basketball, here we yeah. are. Let's get to it, man, because... Uh, you know, as always, let's get to it. I'm excited about it because now it's in person. So the yeah. energy should be even more hype. It's a little bit different. Yeah, we're not in the studio in Sherman Oaks. That's where we are. We're at a disclosed location. Yeah, yeah. I'm you're a, always undisclosed. undisclosed. But now we location. came to an undisclosed location. Yes, you are. You didn't even give us an address. You just gave us a, a pin on a map there and we just go. drove into the middle of the wilderness. Just gave you, just you. Gave you the location. <laughs> and now you're here. <laughs> and now we made it. And now we made it. And a lot has changed since the last time we saw each other in person, BJ. Because the last time we saw each other, we were in Chicago at the All-Star Game mm. in 2020. And the, the talk of the town was, you know, this is a pace and space era. This is all it will ever be. This is where the league has gone. And you sent me an article last night that the headline was, the NBA's threes and layups cheat code is no more, which was the Daryl Morey method and, you know, uh, kind of a, a face of the pace and space era. But we said it in the finals this year, Giannis Antetokounmpo reset basketball a little bit. And now we are living in that world. So now from that side to this side, things have changed. And uh, I want to talk about that change. So let's start there. The NBA, it seems like it's back to being recentered. No pun intended. Yes, it is. It has, you know, the reset button is here. It's now. And I think this new era of basketball has begun. Mm. You know, I think it really started with Kawhi Leonard. In 2019. I think Kawhi Leonard really put everybody on notice because the analytics said the following. We're going to shoot threes because three is worth more than two. <laughs> if you can't shoot a three, get to the basket and try to get a layup. But more importantly, if you don't make that layup, get to the free throw line. Mm -hmm. So we saw every team in the entire NBA playing the same exact way. There was no creativity. There was no diversity within the league from the standpoint of how they play. And now we're looking, you know, at a league now where everyone is saying, hold up. The teams that are winning are all getting to the mid-range. Yeah. The Kawhi Leonard's, Kevin Durant, mm -hmm. you know, Giannis. Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton. Yeah, Chris Middleton, you know. So it's a different time. And right now, I'm loving it because it makes sense, right? You said to me you wanted to see some real playoff basketball. Well, you want to see. We saw it last year. You know, the, the one thing I want to see, Tate, is, you know, I love the game so much that I want to say this. You can't tell me that all 30 teams should play the same exact way. I understand why the Golden State Warriors play the way they play, they should. They should play that way because they have a player where his skill is so tremendous that they should play that way. Yes. 
But there are a lot of teams who I'm not going to name here because I'm not trying to bash anyone that shouldn't be playing that way because that's not their skill set. And in particular, because you know I love the bigs, we've taken the bigs out of the game, but now the bigs are slowly They're back. back. The bigs are back. And we saw it with Brooke Lopez, DeAndre Brooke, Ayton, Giannis Antetokounmpo. You, you know, Jokic, Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. you know, Jared Allen. Yeah. I love that kid. Evan, Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley. So Five blocks. You can see. You can see the game mm-hmm. slowly but surely coming back to its essence. Coach mm. your team and coach your talent. Mm. Coach your team and coach your talent. If your talent is built around a seven-footer who can block shots, a la Rudy Gobert, you should play a style that highlights your best player or best player's talent to give you the best chance to win. But don't have seven-footers out here shooting fadeaways off one, one leg and shooting threes when that's not their best talent. Mm-hmm. So I love the fact that you're seeing the creativity come back into the game. You're actually seeing coaches now coach their talent instead of coaching this philosophy. And right now, what we understand by watching Brooklyn by watching Milwaukee, by watching Miami and all these teams, that you don't have to shoot the three ball to play winning basketball. Mm -hmm. And I love it. Yeah. And I'm loving it because the game always in the playoffs returns back to the essence of the game. And that all, to me, started with Kawhi Leonard. But it never left. It was just, I think he put the highlight or put the spotlight back on the game. Get to that open space. And more times than not, that's where the great players live. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Miami. We got to talk about the Heat because Milwaukee was undefeated when all three of their stars played going into Miami last night. And the Miami Heat, without their stars, without Jimmy Butler, uh, Kyle Lowry really stepped up in this game. Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler out of this game. Uh, And instead, Kyle Lowry had a 16-point third quarter. How about that? Where he went off. Um, And I thought this game last night, you know, Miami and Milwaukee, we've talked about, you know, how competitive these two franchises have been, obviously. Miami goes to the finals and sweeps Milwaukee last year. Milwaukee sweeps Miami, and then they go and win the championship. So it's been a little bit of a, bit of a back and forth. And the first loss with the trio of our, you know, of Giannis and these guys. And Miami sent a bit of a message, right, that they're they're still here. They're still going to try to compete. And I, I thought that was good when you look at the Eastern Conference and, and where we're headed. Well, I don't want to take away anything from that victory last night because I really expected Milwaukee to win that game. And PJ Tucker was amazing in this game. PJ Tucker way. was terrific. It was a personal game. Yes, it was. I think Miami might have won. Not the Miami Heat. I think Miami might have won. Mm-hmm. And but all jokes aside, I really believe that you know it's really hard to play a team when their star players aren't playing because there's a natural letdown. You know, you don't take Bam out of the lineup. You don't take Jimmy Butler out of the lineup without having some natural letdown. And Duncan's out of the uh, out of the Duncan's rotation right now. Duncan's out of the rotation. So there was a to me, if they were playing a seven game series, that team is not going to beat the Miami Heat. It was a game that Caleb Martin basically won by having an Yay. outstanding hope, which happens in the playoffs. Yes. A guy on your bench has an outstanding game. So you know it was a natural letdown. But give them credit. Give the Heat credit because those mm-hmm. players who who played and showed up, they played, they played hard, and they won that game. So, um, but it was their first loss. I love the Miami. I love the Milwaukee Bucks team. Me too. I love their team. And the big fella, Boogie, 
He's a nice addition. He he was getting in the mix last really night. It's really hard for me to say it. PJ Tucker was talking. It's hard for me to say it. Yeah, because yeah. I you know I got I got a big that I I wanted there. You know, Bismack Biombo, I wanted there, but I got to give them credit. You know, Boogie, that's a nice pickup, mm-hmm. and I like this Milwaukee's team. I like how they're just going about their business. They didn't you know they didn't start off to you know nineteen and one. They're just easing into it, playing yeah. hard, winning the games. You have games like this during the course of a regular season, and uh, hopefully they'll bounce back. I think that this may have, uh, you know, kind of shook their system a little bit because, like I said, it's the first time that all three of those guys playing had lost this season and uh, obviously coming off a championship, so they hadn't lost in a while, you know, going into the playoffs. So, I mean, it, it was it was impressive, one, to see Miami do that, but also I think it may have, uh, you know, gotten the Bucks even more locked in than they were before. So I'm excited to right. see what they look like as they move forward. I do want to talk about uh, another team that fall through. The Chicago Bulls, they lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm. And that was on the back of Evan Mobley, a guy who is supremely talented. And I just want to get your thoughts because you love the bigs and you have to love Evan Mobley. Five blocks the first time that someone has done that in Cleveland since LeBron James did it in 2004. So that's good company. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't seen this young man play, Evan Mobley, please tune in. He is a star. He's a star player. Mm. He is an aircraft carrier. <laughs> I like that. He, he, he's the real deal. Mm-hmm. He impacts winning. He will impact this culture and this team for years to come. And if you are a young player, a star player, you want to play with Evan Mobley because the future there in Cleveland is bright. He has changed the entire culture there from top to bottom. Okay, Darius Garland is playing terrific. Um, the big kid, uh, what's the big kid's name there? Um, Okoro? No, the big kid. Oh, uh, Jared Allen. Jared Allen yes. playing terrific mm-hmm. after getting a contract. Kevin Love has back. found yeah. his niche coming off the bench. Him and Ricky Rubio. Are nice. Well, that, 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 those are great options to come come to if you're any coach coming off your bench. And this kid Evan Mobley, he's the real deal. Uh, he's the real deal. He is. You know, we talk about unicorns, right? You talk about this guy's a unicorn, that guy's a unicorn. Okay, Evan Mobley is the real deal. And he's got a long way to go. Evan, too. I, I saw Evan Mobley play the other night. I watched. Listen to this game. I made time in my schedule the other day to watch Cleveland versus Milwaukee. Because <laughs> I wanted to see Evan Mobley versus Giannis. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you today, Evan Mobley is a star. He's a star. And he's the real deal. And what I think I'm seeing is a player who has a chance to be the best player in the league to be one of those players which is worthy uh, when we talk about the you know the guys that are definitely when we talk about bigs that are definitely going to get the max because we talked about DeAndre Ayton and he said he's putting his head down he's just going to see what it looks like on the other side but Evan Mobley I think has already checked the box of we're giving him the max Evan Mobley is a star mm-hmm. okay his, number, o- his number offense one star. Yeah. will catch up to where he where his defense but is he impacts right regardless he impacts the game they're playing terrific because of Evan Mobley and when he went out, you saw the impact. Evan Mobley is a star. 
the Cleveland Cavaliers are beating the top teams in this league with Evan Mobley in the lineup as a rookie. If I'm a, if I'm a young player and you want to know who to play with, you might want to play with him. Mm. He's a star. He, he is if you are if you are a player and you can put that ball in the basket, you might want to go play with Evan Mobley right now. Which brings me to a conversation that I saw Anthony Edwards. I'm a big fan of Anthony Edwards. Ant Man. I like Ant Man. Ant Man. I saw him when he was in Georgia, you know, his one of his first games at the Maui Invitational. Right. Um, and you know, they had a really bad tournament, but he did game winning shot to beat Shamanad of all people. Right. And, you know, you could just see that he was competing. You know, he, he, he gets it. He understands basketball. But he made a comment talking about Carl Towns, which I thought was a very positive way to get your teammate to engage. He, he was talking about double teams. And he was like, I look at Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid, before the double can get there, he's already making a decision. He's making a move. And he was like, and I'm pointing to Cat and saying, that's the energy that you need to, to, to kind of, you know, follow on. But it also brought me to what you're talking about. Stars are trying to speak to different stars. We saw LaMelo and Giannis switch jerseys, you know. There's guys that know I can go play with him and I can actually have a shot to win. Anthony Edwards saying that about Joel Embiid, does that, does that in any way raise your eyebrows and say he may be aware that he wants to go, a guy like Anthony Edwards with that talent, go play with someone like Joel Embiid and all that talent? That's immediately what came to my mind. Wow, that's a, might be, yeah, yeah, might you're, be a stretch. Yeah, 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 you you might be stretching. You might be stretching. But I like the idea of that. You know? I think I think Anthony Edwards, right now, has got to focus in on Anthony Edwards and really find out who he really is in this league. And the reason I say that is because he's 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 a rookie. What is his second year? Second year, yeah. He's got to get his. He's got to secure the bag. Mm -hmm. So he's got to stay there in 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 uh, Minnesota. He's got to stay. He can't. There's no way for him to move. I can't see any scenario that I can see where he would be traded from Minnesota. Because he's the number one guy. He's there. the number one guy there. Yeah, that's more of what I'm saying. He 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 is the number one guy. I think what I think what he's trying to say to Carl Anthony Towns is, listen, Catman, you 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 can put up numbers, but stars have to accept the double team. Getting double team is different than accepting the double team. Star players, true star players, they can accept the double team to create space for the other players on the floor. See, that's a, that's a, that's a lost art. So when I watch Steph Curry, for instance, Steph Curry has learned somewhere along this journey of his that he's going to get double team, and he's learned how to accept a double team. Mm-hmm. I always love it. He didn't learn that from Steve Kerr. He did, you know, he well, may learn Steve, Maybe he did. Steve Kerr should be an expert at accepting the double team because that's how he made his living as a role player. Mm. I did the same. It's one thing I knew in this league where the double team was coming from. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey now that's one thing I knew. Did I get double team? No. But I knew where the double teams were coming and I knew how to move into the open space. Now, I always love it when I see star players shoot or make a move before the double team is coming. Mm. That's the whole goal of the double team is to try to create your star player into an uncomfortable position. Star players, some star players haven't learned the, the lesson yet, except the double team. So what does that mean? Steph Curry comes off the double team 
He doesn't move the ball right away. He always backs it up, stretches the floor to create more space for Draymond to make the next play or the next pass. That's very important. He understands the importance of taking on the double team, accepting it, bringing it, stretching it out, moving the ball, and then that now you can play advantage basketball, four against three. Mm-hmm. Some star players know the double team is coming and they're going to try to move and make a move and break down the spacing, which if they miss the shot, now the spacing is broken down. Now, Cat gets double teamed. But if he can learn how to accept the double team and manipulate the double team, now you're talking. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between getting your numbers and playing winning basketball. A little thing. And I'm not saying Cat is doing that, but if you allow – when Shaq came to Miami, do you know what that did for Dwayne Wade? Opened up the lanes. Bingo. That's what Cat – that's what Ant-Man knows. I think Ant-Man can do what Dwayne Wade did if he's allowed to play on the weak side one-on-one coverage. Mm-hmm. Shaq knew how to accept a double team. You couldn't just half double team Shaq. That's the difference. Now, I'm not saying Cat is Shaq, but what I'm saying is if Cat wants to take the next leap in his career, and if he's going to be getting the touches and the play is called for him, he's got to learn how to do what the great players all know they have to do. They have a responsibility to accept the double team because if I put Ant-Man on the weak side, against one-on-one coverage, my bet is on Ant-Man. <laughs> because he doesn't need a full step. He doesn't need a half a step. He just needs a little inch, and he'll dunk on you. He might have the quickest first step in the league right and, now. And that's what Dwayne Wade was able to do. That's why Dwayne Wade got comparisons to Jordan because of that first step. Bingo. Bingo. But he was, unlike Jordan, Jordan wasn't doing his on the weak side. Jordan was doing his on the strong side. (laughs) He was the first option. Yeah, he was the first and the second option, and he was still be. That's why he was Jordan. Mm -hmm. That's why. And then when the first step wasn't there, it was the fadeaway. This is what makes him so incredible as a player is that he evolved where his physical body was at. Like, okay, at one point he was doing this on the strong side of the defense, and he was still able to beat the double team and the triple teams and whatever you're doing. And then as he aged, he still was able to do it, but he did it in a different way. That's genius type stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was doing it on the strong side. And he impacted the, the bottom line the, the exact same way, but totally differently. Bingo. And, that's, and, and anybody who's played go, now. That's something different. That's something a little different. When you <laughs> yeah. see that, you go, okay, okay. Okay, they're doubling, you know, like, you know, they're doubling Shaq over here. Dwayne Wade, they swing it to Dwayne. Now you're running at Dwayne Wade. You can't run at Dwayne Wade on the weak side. That's, yeah. that's impossible. Mm-hmm. But you see a guy doing it on the strong side, you're going, whoa, time out. Because he's got two levels of defense. He's got on-ball defense, and then he's got the second. He's got the number one blo- shot blocker on the backside. This, you're just seeing something you've never seen before. Well, that's why we have so many highlights. You know, when people look back at Jordan of him like dunking on all these guys, because Patrick Ewing or whoever it may be, because he was taking it on every single time. He was taking on Starks, <laughs> Oakley, Lando Blackman. He was taking on the strong side, and then going over the top of the guy that was coming yeah. from the weak side. You're yeah. going, wait a minute. That's a little different. <laughs> That's a way a little different. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like 
he got open suddenly from the weak side or it was a, a, a tricky play. No, he was like, we're coming to double team him, and he still beat it. Mm-hmm. And he still went over the top of an all-defensive you know, player. That, and it wasn't like you were in the garden and they didn't know he was there. So it was just a little different. But, you know, well, that's another discussion. We're, how yeah. do we get on Jordan? But yeah, I respect but- this kid, Ant-Man. If you can – Anthony Edwards is a very interesting player. He's on my – He's on my radar. As He's well. on my radar now. He and Lamelo are both so fascinating to me. I think that they're. I love that they're in the same class. They are talents. Yes, they are talents. Unique now, talents. How talented? Time will only tell. But they are talents. You know this this kid Lamelo. He, he hey, there's one thing I'm gonna say about Lamelo. I respect. Wherever the lights are bright, he shows up. <laughs> okay. LaMelo Ball shows up to the run when the lights are bright. Now, can you win like that? Can he play a winning style to where, you know, that's what made Magic so great. Magic was, he loved Showtime, but his fundamentals were so incredible that it was a winning brand of basketball in between all of the no lookaways and all of the stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's the balance that we're looking for with LaMelo because, man, he's fun to watch. Yeah. He's fun. And you know what? He's selling tickets. People and, want to see him. Hey, and, and he shows up. I, I love it. He, mm-hmm. he, he understands the entertainment value when you come see him play. Yeah, show business. He knows the show. Yeah. And based on what he's doing in China, he knows the and, business. And I, and I love saying this. They don't call it show, show. They don't call it business, business. <laughs> That's my mom's favorite line of yours. She says that to me all the time. They call it show business. <laughs> and LaMelo Ball <laughs> understands that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. One last thing. I want to talk about uh, Steph Curry was 16 threes away. From the record, going into last he night. He shot 17 game. last and night. He, I know you saw that. I saw that, too. He shot 17. And, and we talk about FGAs on the show. So the fact that he shot 17 lets me know that he was trying to make 16. Hey. So I like that. You gave yourself a chance. That's all I can add. I like that. You I know like what? I, I, I'm, I'm glad that you had that reaction. I got to call Steve Kerr because you know what? <laughs> yeah. I think Steve Kerr is secretly living through Steph, Steph Kerr. Steph Kerr. I think so, too. Because you know what? Steve Kerr and I, we used to always we would sit before the game. And we would go, oh, go, FGAs. And we would just say that. And we would laugh because we knew between us we would probably get four or five a, a game, right? Because, you know, Pippen, Jordan, and all those guys who would get all the shots. But if we got, like, five FGAs, that was like, ooh. Yeah, got to make the most of my five, yeah. Steph Curry right now, it's all about FGAs for him. He was yeah. shooting some shots last night. I was like, okay, Steph, time out. No, I mean, they, they started the game. He shot an air ball his first three, but the, he shot it so quickly that I don't even think the ball was in his hand before he had gotten the shot up. I mean, that's how quick the trigger I, I, was. I love Steph it. I think, Steph, I think Steve Kerr, these, half of the shots that Steph Curry makes now, I think is Steve Kerr saying, just shoot it. Yeah, let's let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know what? He's like looking at Looney. He's like, try to get that rebound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out, yeah I think that, just take it. That's, that's funny. But you know what? He's I got love 10 it. more threes uh, to tie the record. Well, so. uh, well we know he's going to at least get 11 shots up. And, uh, you know, it was pointed out to me that Klay Thompson has the record for the most threes in a game, which is 15. Um, so, Steph wow. Curry, uh, you know, he that's what people were saying. He was trying to make 16 to then also break the record of 15 threes in a game. So, I think with 10, he can make 10, and we all think he's done, but he might be going for 15. Hey, well, you know what? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. When that doesn't – Steph Curry – yeah. He he gonna try him. 
Quick break to get a word from our sponsor. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the rest of the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Back to pushing through. I respect the man. There's nothing else yeah. I can say about Steph Curry other than the fact that when people ask, well, what was it like to see Steph Curry? I say, hey, I saw perhaps the greatest shooter. I don't, I, I have a, I'm very uncomfortable saying this guy is the greatest, any player. But without, without hesitation, I will say this. He mm. is perhaps the greatest shooter I've ever seen. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, could, you can throw a lot of names. You can throw a lot of names. In that you, conversation. you can throw a lot of names. If, if I put Larry Bird in this era. Yeah. If you put Larry Bird in this era. <laughs> okay. Can I just say that again? It just sounds good to me. If I put Larry Bird in this era and say, you're going to get up 10 threes a night. Mm. Now, I'm not saying. Even just letting Michael know that he could take five or six. Chris <laughs> Mullen, these guys could shoot, man. Yeah. Craig Hodges could shoot. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just said, okay, I'm going to let you guys play in this era the way they, you know, those guys in that era, I'm going to let them play in this era. Some of these guys can shoot. I'm not saying that Steph Curry, I'm not saying that Steph Curry isn't better than any of them. But I'm just saying, Larry Bird could shoot. No, Larry Bird can make it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people can shoot. Larry Bird can make it. Yeah. Now, I'm pretty sure Larry Bird would I shoot. I like that you called Steph a shot maker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Larry, I that, Larry, Larry's a shot maker. Larry is going to shoot a minimum of 40% from that three. At a minimum. At a minimum. Larry Legend is going to shoot 40% (laughs) from that three. (laughs) Okay? Now, I don't know who the greatest is. Like, Like they say, who the greatest player. I don't know who the greatest is. But I do know some players deserve their name mentioned as one of the greatest of all times. However you look at it. You know what I mean? You can't say greatest of all time and not have and say, could it be Bill Russell? Could be. Kareem? Mm-hmm. Wilt? Mm-hmm. Jordan? You, you, you put these guys in. You could, you could make your argument. You know what I mean? This generation, I understand. You could make your argument for LeBron. I, I, I'm going to respect that. I'm going to respect it. Now, <laughs> I, have my, I have my argument. <laughs> but I can see the argument. Yeah, Steph Curry... It. I mean, there was a guy, he doesn't get a lot of, he doesn't get a lot of pub, but there was a guy, Dale Ellis. Mm. Man, he could shoot. He could shoot. Like, it's been some great shooters. Mark Price could shoot. Mark Price. Great shooter. Mm-hmm. Great shooter. These are, so, but I, I do know this. Larry Bird in this era would have <laughs> been a problem. <laughs> yeah. In this era. That's the three that I that I want to see in a shootout, yeah, yeah, yeah. just because of the competition. I want to Larry see Michael, Bird Larry, in this Curry. era would have been yeah a really, problem in this because he was a problem in that era. Clearly, he was a he was a major <laughs> yeah. problem. Okay, he was a problem in this era. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because Larry didn't play 
he didn't he didn't utilize like many of the great players. He didn't have a physical advantage. Like he wasn't faster or just stronger than everybody. He was like he had size, girth, and his basketball like acumen, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Call, it was just like it was on it was on par. It was he, he was on point. And you couldn't get him off, you know what I mean? Like, he could play against athletes. He could play when the game slowed down. He could play when the game got physical. He could play when the game got athletic. He was, he was just a unique player. He was a three. He was a four. He was, I don't know. And he adjusted. Post game, you know? yeah. down screens, shoot off the dribble, shoot in isolation, shoot from the post. Pass, left hand, right hand. Mm-hmm. He just had a he just had a unique skill and he knew how to fight for space. See that? So I don't think there he also was, was such a great passer oh out man, of the he, post. He, he I was, mean, he, yeah, you know, I caught it, I didn't catch him in his prime. I caught him a little bit past it, but you saw glimpses. You were like, oh man, like you know, you just saw like how he was seeing the game. You know, he was just and he was he was big. He was bigger than you thought. You know, like he's bigger than Luca. Mm-hmm. You know, he's stronger than Dirk Nowinski. You know what I mean? He was he was a better passer than 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 you know than a lot of these guys because he was passing with his left hand, his right hand. You know he had all he had all he had all the tricks. You know what I mean? His footwork, and he was just and he could play against speed and quickness. I mean, he'll throw a no look pass between your legs. Yeah, he was just yeah. <laughs> and, and Larry was he was a shot maker. Yeah, Larry was a shot maker, and he mm-hmm. could play from the post. Mm. So I, I think in today's game. If there's one player that I could say that I know would translate to this game, it would be him because of his skill set. Like, he was one of the most complete players I've seen. He would win the NBA skills challenge every yeah, single yeah, time. Yeah, he, he just won. He was a, 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 and it's just interesting, you know, as I'm talking about him because, you know, like, as a, as a player, like, his ability to shoot, his ability to rebound, his fundamental base, the ability to pass. Like, he, he had That's why some people argue he's still the greatest small forward ever. I, 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 don't, I don't think there's a question. Trey Weaver had him in his I don't five. think there's a – if you said in my, in my top five, Larry Bird is in my top five at the small forward position. No disrespect to anybody else. I would yeah. take him because of his ability to play with other great players. I mean, think about it. This guy was playing with Dennis Johnson. Parrish. Parrish. Kevin McHale. Cornbread. Mm-hmm. He was playing with great players. And by the way, he was a great player. Bill Walton. He was playing with great, great players. And he still was head and shoulders above those players and won three championships in the era where there was Kareem, Dr. J, Magic Johnson, da da da. Like going at him. I mean, he, he was he was just mm-hmm. he was that good. Now People who haven't seen him will probably say, oh, well, he couldn't run like, you know, like let's let's just say the, the, the obvious, you know, LeBron. You know, Larry was every bit of 6'9". Larry would figure out something that he could do to get his 30. I saw Larry and, and, and Dominique go back. That's like a 40, 50-point effort between the both of them. One night in the seventh game of, 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 of and if you talk about athletes, Dominique Wilkins is up at the top of the so list. So, so don't worry about that. Athleticism yeah. didn't bother Larry Bird, mm-hmm. but that's usually the assumption when people have that. Yeah, and it didn't bother Larry Bird. Larry Bird played against Dr. J. Mm-hmm. 
athleticism didn't bother. Larry Bird played against Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was going to say. Didn't exactly. bother him. Some players, you know, you could speed up. It didn't bother him because he had size. He had girth. He, 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 could, he could hold a post. He had a handle. He could back you down. Larry had a handle. Mm-hmm. That's why Magic respected him because he had a he he had the whole he had the whole package and he was he wasn't afraid to put the ball on the floor. Oh man, Larry wasn't afraid of nothing. <laughs> 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 okay, you know this what I'm saying. This this is he's a unique player. Larry's in my top five. I like that. Legends in my top five. When I see him, Tweety hey, Bird. That's Tweety. That's, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I don't call him Mr. Bird. Hey, that's Tweety, man. Hey, hey. That's, that's that's legend. I don't I don't play with him. That's mm. the only guy Michael Jordan told me don't talk trash to. Don't talk trash to him. Don't talk to him. That's that's uh, that's how much respect. That's my favorite scene in the Last Dance when you you yeah. see them hug each other yeah. and they just fuck you, you bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because there was a respect there. I'm telling you. Everybody, I don't know what everybody else say, but any player who played, they respect Tweety. You, you respect him. Because <laughs> he's cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't met a player yet to say, oh, man, he couldn't play. No, everybody, oh, Larry, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody say that. Everybody. Everybody, anybody who played in that era will tell you that he was something different. Yeah. He was something different. Like, and he was, he, 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 he was the best. I just like that we're putting that out there because, you know, a lot of people that say that about Larry Bird, you know, usually, like you said, it's the same conversation, but people don't talk about the why of Larry Bird. And it, it was, his, I mean, he and Magic, you, you look at them matched up, and that's why it was so fascinating because Magic was 6'9". Larry was 6'8", six, 6'9". Eight, six, nine. Nine. They had this size, and they, they played at their own pace, and they were so creative, and that's why it was such a beautiful – it's why so many people – 40 million people watched them play in the national championship game, right? I mean, well, they, they were captivating with the way that they played the game. Well, I, I think you, you had to watch them because of the fundamental base. Fundamentally speaking, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson were as fundamentally sound as any two players that you'll see. But still. What, yeah, still. But what made them incredible was their size. You know, when you talk about fundamentals, you think of small guys, right? You think of, you know, the smaller players. Who are Isaiah Thomas. And those type of players, right? You think of smaller players. You're, you're talking about six, nine players who were way ahead of their time. Think about this now. Magic Johnson was a 6'9 point guard. I watched Magic play in high school. He was a 6'9 center. <laughs> and he was a 6'9 center in the finals, too. I yeah. mean, he, he Larry Bird was 6'9 and was, like, doing things at that size you just didn't see. That's what made him unique. you like, oh, he's just not a scorer. Oh, he's just not a big guy who can block shots and rebound and – Pound the boards and and this it's why LeBron's unique too. Yeah, I mean, LeBron that, is a thing. very unique player. He's a yeah. unique. Larry and them, they man, they changed the game. They gave you like, oh, Magic like was, oh, I could be six eight and dribble. Magic changed the game. You know, it, it, you know, I love it when I hear the people talk about Steph Curry. They're like, oh, Steph Curry changed the game. Like, oh yeah, we there are players who do that. <laughs> He's the first. I love the young. People that think Steph Curry was one of the first, or they think LeBron is the first. No, there are some players, you know, 
when Dr. J and them came around, you were like, oh, magic. Michael gave you possibilities. Oh, but you know, there were Elgin Baylor. There was, you know, Connie Hawkins. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of players, you know, Spencer Haywood, um, you know, Kareem, Wilt. You know, there were players who they put a stamp on the game. I mean, think about Will Chamberlain and Kareem were so good, they changed the rules. Oh, no, you're, you're too good, Kareem. You're too good, Will. We got to change the rules because it's unfair. It's unfair. So this isn't the first time. You know, Larry Bird was I – mean, Just imagine basketball without dunking. Yeah, that's know? what I'm saying. You know, that's what I'm saying. But Larry, Larry – Larry, Larry and what the difference between Larry and 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 if there was a difference, I don't really think there was a difference because Larry was, Larry was creative. That's what I, yeah. He was creative. It just wasn't as flashy as Magic. That's, that's why when you go back and watch highlights, I think people would be shocked at how much Larry Bird is similar to like Pistol Pete or something. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you know he, he, had, he had a tight handle. He had great vision. I but mean, he made, won. Winning was important. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think if anything, that's what made it fun because you know those guys were doing what they had to do to win. Mm-hmm. That's what made it fun to yeah, me. Like, magical play center. Yeah, like it. when you when you get your numbers and you lose, you're just getting your numbers. When you get your numbers and you win, now you're landing all on the line. Now, Devin Booker talked about that. I thought that now was one you of my la- yeah, stuff now you, said. Now yeah, now you now you're landing on the line. Like you're like up in the ante. It's kind of like playing cards and you're putting more into the end. Man, we're, we're we're trying to win. I'm getting forty and I'm winning. Mm-hmm. Like now you're like oh. You're not just getting 40. You're, like, getting 40 and you're winning. Yeah. Well, now the 40, like, really counts. Now matters the 40 for something. Can. Now yeah. you're doing what you got to do. So, you know, man, he was, he was one of the players that I really played against. I remember I, – I can remember playing against Larry Bird and saying, okay, that dude is different. Like, there was a couple players you say, oh, man, Magic Johnson. He was different. You know, I, I didn't catch him in his prime. Like, Moses – the late Moses Malone, you were like, mm. oh, wow. He's a little different. Like, you know, you know, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? You, he was like, oh, like, oh. Oh, I mean, the Moses Malone stories that you hear, I mean, yeah, they're, they're big, unbelievable. Big Mo, you know what I mean? You just, oh. He, was he just wouldn't even talk to anybody. Yeah, he, he was just, he was, you know, you just saw. You court, yeah. yeah, you saw. I remember playing against Tim Duncan the first time. I was like, oh. I was like, oh. And I was a vet. <laughs> I was like, oh. That, that, that's, that looks a little different. Mm-hmm. You know, there were just some players that you, you know, that just, you know, look a little different. You know, it's like. You know, we were in the same draft. David Robinson was like that. I mean, David did. Robinson, I was a roommate. You like, oh, he's a little different. Yeah, like he was like he was athletic. Um, I remember when I saw Tim Hardaway's crossover for the first time. You know, he was over there and I was over here, but I was like, <laughs> you like, oh, I, I, I was like, hey, hey. I was like, hey, hey, hey. I was like, oh, well, how did he get over there? Okay, that was a little different. I, I, I wanted to say, hey, let's roll back the tape. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like travel. Carry. Yeah, yeah, that was a little different. Um, but there's some players who are a little different. Iverson. AI. I remember, I, I can re- vividly remember AI. I, I told you this before. AI sent me into retirement. Mm-hmm. I was backpedaling in on defense. I had just made a shot. And he was coming so fast, I thought, he, I, 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 thought I just knew I was moving. He was moving at a, at a pace that I had never seen before. It was like I was in the Matrix, you know what I mean? I was like, where is this guy? What, what's he doing and why am I moving so slow? And I was like, nah, yeah, it's over. You yeah, know, he was, yeah. he, he, was, he was going so fast. And I was backpedaling. I was like, nah, I'm going to hurt something trying to catch up to that guy. He was a little mm-hmm. different. So some of those players are. And, and you always admire what you see 
something you've never seen before because there's yeah. no preparation for it. Well, yeah. that's why we fell in love with what Giannis just did because oh, it was, yeah, it was yeah, unique. Yeah. It was the first I had seen of something like Giannis, that. Giannis, when I saw Giannis at Summer League, I said, oh. They were like, uh, you want to stay? I remember it. it was like, let's just stay for the first quarter of this game, Milwaukee. I was like, okay. I was like, you guys, Glee, keep, you guys can go. I'm going to sit here and watch this kid. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> I remember I was at Summer League. I was like, yeah. 2013. Something is a little different, you know? I, the first time, I, this is a real uh, story. Uh, when I saw Giannis, I saw him play in some tournament abroad. And I remember seeing him, and I and I and he was so different that I I had I knew I had to see him again. Like you know, you like I had never seen that before. Like you saw this kid, he couldn't have been more than 180 pounds, literally. I mean, he was like six ten, six eleven, or whatever, he's seven feet, and he was moving around, and he was so skinny, but he was doing things. You're like, oh, like a guard. Yeah, he was like, you were like, oh, like. Who is this kid? Where is he from? Hmm. Like, where, where, you know, like where, where he come from? You know, and I was like when I first saw him and um, I remember I was in I was in Belgrade, Serbia. I remember where I was at when I saw him. I was watching some tournament and they had some European. It was like FIBA tournament or something. And I saw him and um, he was a different player. Did I think he was going to be this player? No, I can't say that. But I knew I was watching something different. I probably should have said, oh, he could be, ought to be. But he was a different player. And sometimes you see players like that. Evan Mobley last year, I remember watching him. And I was like, oh, who is that? I remember watching him. And I was like, oh, wow. I, I, I remember watching him. And then he solidified it against me when he played against my Hawkeyes. They played, I, I think they played him in the tournament, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. Blew him out. It wasn't even close. He wasn't close. And, you know, Luca Garza was like the player of the year and so forth. Wasn't close. And I remember, I was like, oh. I was like, yeah, he probably is the number one pick. I remember saying that to myself. No, you told me that you thought he'd be the number one pick. pick. I told, I mean. And traditionally, like, let's talk about the, that's what goes back to how we started this conversation about pace and space and the changing of the NBA. If it was 2001 and the NCAA tournament happens, Evan Mobley is the number one pick. Yeah, I mean, look. No doubt. I get it, the game. But, you know, the the game now, we devalue the big. So I understand it's easy to say that here. And I'm not saying that who went number one, which Kate. Is not going to be the number one pick. Cade's been playing great. Cade's been t- playing terrific. And he fits in Detroit. And fits it makes in Detroit. It, the, it fits into the system. He, he expected to be the number one pick. We talked about that. You need to have someone that wants to right. carry that burden. So and, and, and the way the game is played and the way the game is coached, the way the game, it, it makes all makes sense. And the bigs have been devalued. Think about this now. The bigs have been devalued. So it's easy to say it now, but let's talk about the situation. If that lives... 10 years ago or 15 years ago, there's no doubt who would have been the number one pick because that's where the game was at then. Now mm-hmm. we're in a different era. But the thing I always say, too, is that the bigs have been the last to make this adjustment to what we call small ball era. And they are just beginning to catch up. And they have the freedom to do it. Now coaches in seventh grade are saying, hey, you're six foot five, go out to the three-point line and dribble. Yeah, exactly. So and it's taking some time for them to catch up to this new era. They've been the last position to catch up to the way they play today. And, you know, that's 
been great to watch because now you're seeing the bigs really make a contribution. You're really seeing the bigs. I mean, you're seeing DeAndre Ayton. You're seeing Giannis. You're seeing Jokic. You're seeing Joel Embiid. You're seeing Evan Mobley. You're seeing Jared Allen. You're seeing Rudy Gobert. You're seeing bigs make a contribution to this small ball era. And at some point, I think they will eventually, you know, the game will come back to them because they can shoot the highest percentage shot. Mm-hmm. Right? At some point, you're going to get back to the post. At some point, they've already recognized the mid-range means something. So if you are a big and you have a post game and you have a three-point ball and you can, you, you can do it from the mid-range and the post area, I mean, that, that gives you a significant advantage. Which is why Giannis Antetokounmpo and Rim Protect, which is why Giannis Antetokounmpo, whenever they ask him about the team this year, he brings up Brook Lopez because Brook Lopez does all those things. You got you to do it. And, and, and if you're going to win, Mm-hmm. If you're going to win, you need a big, right? Yeah. If you're going to win, and Anthony Davis, a lot of people are probably thinking to themselves, well, Anthony Davis has guard skills and he's a big. Well, he was also six foot two and a point guard at one point, and then he shot up, so he had this rare, unique background that led to him being six eleven and having these guard skills. Can we talk a little bit about the Lakers? Yeah, please. I don't know really what to say about the Lakers because when I look at them, I'm going. And you're not in L.A. all the time, so like yeah. you're, you're not hearing the, the propaganda that goes around yeah. Los Angeles about the Lakers because yeah. a lot of people think everything's okay, they're still going to win the title. The Lakers are interesting is because when you look at their team, at least on paper, you say the following. They should – they could be, ought to be, should be a team that's in the – let's say the top four in the Western Conference. Top four, that's fair. Okay. They should be in the upper echelon of the Western Conference. In the conversation. Something is missing from this team. And, and as I look at their roster, okay, let's start at the top. Let's start at LeBron. LeBron is in year 19. He's already defied the odds. He's still one of the elite players in year 19. That's unheard of. He gets a pass now. He gets a pass. He gets a pass. Same. I agree with that. Okay, I'm not going to keep saying – a man in year 19 is supposed to be carrying this team. No. Now, he's That's unfair def- to he's defied the odds yeah. thus far. He's still I, what We're on the same page. Yeah, like this I, has nothing to do with LeBron. Yeah, I give him the biggest pass. Yeah, he yeah. you know say what you want about LeBron. The man is still playing at an elite level when he does play. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he gets a pass for me. He gets a pass. Yeah. You know, he, he can go out there and get hey, year get 19. 30. He gets 30 in a game on a Tuesday night. Hey, man, there's nothing wrong I can really say. You know, if he can play the rest of the season and he's averaging 25 a night, hey, man, there's nothing I can say. Yeah. Okay. Say what you want to about Russell Westbrook. <laughs> he shows up at 730 and he may make some mistakes, as all players do. <laughs> but I'm going to say this about Russell. I'm a fan of Russell Westbrook because he shows up and he gives you maximum effort <laughs> every single time. No, I don't he, care. He's unaffected by, by, like you said, some of those mistakes that he makes no, or whatever. And, he, and when you, all you young players. Next play mentality. <laughs> when you say next, move on to the next play, you should look at Russell Westbrook because yeah. Russell Westbrook it, it's goes to the next play. Yes. And I don't care what they say. And I happen to know Russell, so I can say this with no hesitation. He's playing to win, though. 
Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay? I'm not saying he does the <laughs> right play. Like, we all make mistakes. But there's make no question. He gives you everything he's got, and he's playing to win. Mm-hmm. Respe- I got to respect that. Yeah. And you know what? And anybody who's played with him knows he's he, he playing to win now. No doubt about it. So I don't have a problem with Russell because Russell, no matter what we say. He's in the fight. No matter mm-hmm. who says it, no matter criticism, I give him credit. He's unaffected by it. Yeah. So, he, he's kind of like Drew Barrymore in 51st Dates. Like every single day he wakes up and forgot everything the day before. Hey, when you say, <laughs> when you say, this is a talent. And I learned this from it's being around some great players. To be a great player, you got to have a short memory. Yeah. Well, Russell Westbrook has a has short memory, <laughs> so he's a great player. <laughs> okay? Like and it. everybody who doesn't agree with that has never been a great player. Mm-hmm. They don't get it. Russell Westbrook has a short memory, and it's absolutely necessary if, for you to have that skill set if you're going to be a great player. Because if you are affected by what everybody's saying, you can't be a great player. Yeah. Okay? You can't be a great player. Now – this brings me to my good friend, Anthony Davis. He's, he is the fall guy for this team. He is the one. He's not yeah. the fall guy. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not ready to, I'm not ready to give up on a player yet. You know, I have kids. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah, ready yeah, to yeah. look at my kids and go, it's over. No, it's, I, this is the parent in me. Mm-hmm. This is the parent in me. You can't have this much talent and – you know, if, if there's one thing that I am, I have a weak spot for, it's, it's talent. I have a weak spot for talent. I have a weak spot for very talented players and very talented people. I love people who, when they reach their potential, that's like my favorite thing in life. If you have potential, let's reach it. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Like, winning Why the not? game yeah. is fun, but you reaching your potential is better. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, yes, you did win a championship. No one can take that away. But Anthony Davis haven't, haven't, has not reached his potential, and that bothers me. That bothers me watching him play because Anthony Davis is without question one of the top three most talented players in the entire NBA. Just, just on his talent, like he's what? He's a seven-footer. He can shoot, he can pass, he can dribble, he's got touch, moves, athletic, long. After the bubble, there was a conversation of Anthony Davis or Giannis, and a lot of people were taking Anthony Davis. So that's when we're talking about the talent. He has the talent. Yes. And that's what's beginning to bother me because he's not 32, 33. He's around 27, 28. 27, yeah, 28, yeah. We should be talking about him, MVP of the league. That was the plan before the season. That's what the propaganda told me. This is, this is what bothers me about Anthony Davis. I'm not talking about him in the right category. You know how you say stay in your lane? He's well, in the wrong lane. He's in the wrong lane right now. I agree. And, and, and that bothers me because I'm saying – He's in a role player lane right now. What is going on to why he is not reaching his potential? What's going on? Because when I watch Giannis, I go, there's only really one other player that should be able to compete and match with this counter what he can do. Yeah. 
It's Anthony Davis. Yeah. And I'm not talking about Anthony Davis in the same way I'm talking about Giannis. Not even close. And that, to me, is what's disappointing about watching the Lakers because Bron, at year 19, just give me what you got. Some nights you might feel good. You might be that LeBron and you shows us flashes. Bravo. Yeah, that's some cool. nights. That, that's playing with plus money. Some nights, LeBron, you might not have it because, but you, 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 you get that cushion now. It's easy for me to get on and just critic. No, he's in year 19, man. Give me what you got, big fella. Yeah. You know what? Give me what you got. Russell, I'm, I'm going to live with you because I know you're going to give me. I know at 730, <laughs> I don't know who's going to be in the other four uniforms, but I know that uniform zero is going to be filled with it, Russell, and he's going to give me maximum effort. Yeah. Say what you want to. He's going to give me the effort. He's consistently going to be there. Yeah, okay. But AD, what's going on here? Big fella, what you going to give me? Mm-hmm. You going to play the five? You gonna play the four? You gonna play the three? And I, and I don't get caught up in you know the, the 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 number passing now. But LeBron takes off twenty three, switches to six, says that Anthony Davis is gonna be twenty three, basically symbolizing you're now number one option. I'll be number two. And he says, no, I don't want to wear that number. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what's going on here. And that's what bothers me is because I want Anthony Davis to be that Anthony Davis. I do because man. When he's got it going, he's a fun player to watch. We saw it in the bubble. Man, he's got handle, yeah. step back. He can defend one, two, three, four, five. He can play slow, slow place basketball. He can play in the – he can just do it all. He's a fun player. Mm-hmm. What's going on here? And that, to me, is the mystery of watching it. So, And I wanted to say this is because like, I, don't like to hear, I don't like to see players get hurt. Yeah. I don't like to see people get fired. And the easiest thing is to get on and say, Frank Vogel needs to go, or this guy needs to go. Well, you know what? Sometimes people got to hold up their end of the bargain. You got to hold up your end of the bargain. And right now, Anthony Davis. That's what you talk about truth telling. I mean, that's the truth. Because I'm an Anthony, (laughs) and I I, I don't like Anthony, I love Anthony Davis. I, I love the kid. I've been knowing the kid since he was in Chicago when he, he was a young kid. And we talk about unique. This guy won a championship going 1-11 from the field and was able to dominate the game. Anthony Davis doesn't have to <laughs> score to dominate a game. Anthony yeah. Davis can score and dominate a game. Anthony Davis can dominate the game on the defensive end. He can be whatever he wants to be. But for some reason, it's not happening. And I don't know why. And yeah. I feel bad because... I don't like to see young people who don't reach their potential because Anthony Davis should go down as one of the great players to play. He should. He's one of the great talents. He's a very We saw the player. NBA already recognized him and, in the top 75 list. And, and, and that's what bothers me about watching the Lakers because I feel like, okay, what's going on here? Like, why, why isn't he – why isn't this guy in the MVP conversation? Like, how can he not be in the – it's not like he's carrying a double team every night or triple team. It's not like he doesn't have help. It's not like the team is built around him. What is going on to where he's not reaching his potential? And I just wanted to say that is because I'm rooting for him. Yeah. I'm rooting for him. Like, Look, I, I mean, I, we, we live in Los Angeles. I mean, I'm not a Lakers yeah, fan, but, but I, I want them to be a show. I and, want them and, to and be good. I don't know why it's not happening for him. I don't, I don't know why, and I just – but I want it to happen for him. Mm. And um, – but I just wanted to say that. 
No, I think that's a very fair point. Uh, it's been great being in person. Oh, man. I feel like we could talk about basketball all day. I know. It's unfortunate. You know, Midas is telling us to, to get off the uh, get off the air. He's trying to tell us to close <laughs> He's it down. He's waving us down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is great. Appreciate yeah. it. You look good. Of course. Minus, you look great. Your Sixers. We didn't say anything about your Sixers. Hey. Joel Embiid putting himself back in the MVP conversation. Yes, he is. The big fella is dominating. Yeah. Got Rudy Gobert tonight is what Minus said. So we got a little oh, showdown gosh. of the bigs. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know if I'm excited <laughs> about that matchup. <laughs> that's not going to be on that, my first option I, on my I, league I, just, I, I am so – I wish Rudy Gobert could play FIBA basketball in the NBA, but it'll never happen. Rudy Gobert in FIBA basketball is a different player. I know he's a different he's player. Mr. Gobert. In FIBA. I know. I, I don't understand it, BJ. But oh, I, I, I do I at some it. level. I, do I it understand level. it. I, yeah. I understand. It's I understand. comfortability. Well, I understand it. It's just it's just a different game. Like the 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 game is a different game, and it it just the way the game is played. It's just different. The rules are different. <laughs> no, the space, the spacing I mean, is yeah, different. The, the, the pace, lane is different. Yeah, the ball is different. <laughs> hey. It's FIBA. <laughs> <laughs> it's FIBA. It's just a little bit different. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? Man, it's great seeing you. Yeah. It's raining outside. I know. It's a rainy day. It's a rainy uh, day in L.A. And uh, <laughs> what's well, a rainy day at an undisclosed location, I should say. <laughs> so when in water, Tate, when you walk outside and you get wet, what Ooh. do you do? Yeah, we got to make waves. This has been pushing through in person for the first time since the pandemic. So historical day for us. We're very excited. And uh, we will see you early next week. Push it.